Hey guys, welcome to Rediscover You. I'm your host, M. Swain. And if you landed here today, it is 111% not an accident. It means you're ready to fall back in love with life and rediscover you. This juicy little podcast is here to tell you about my authentic story of how I awakened and to give you the full spectrum of a journey to self-rediscovery. My heart's desire is to give you access to the rather wild journey life has taken me on. Plus, to give you insights into all the tools, processing, and the holistic approach to healing I have discovered, which I know will help you begin to fall madly in love with life too. So, let's get started. Mm, Wow, 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 wow. At the moment, there's this song trending on Instagram, which goes, can we get to the good stuff? Ah." I can't sing, but people keep doing these reels with it where they suddenly poof their world from being all sad to doing something totally amazing and glamorous. I feel like this podcast is the good stuff podcast But I'm afraid to say we're going to have to delve into the real stuff, too. Life does not just hop, skip, and a jump from the depths of grief or emotional pain into bliss. We don't get to just tap our camera and boom, in 30 seconds, burst into this incredible state of joy. Sometimes it takes time. It takes authentically scaling up and validating where we are at now. Funnily enough, in my life, I have found that with deep dedication to validating my emotions and working up the emotional scale, I'm able to come back to joy and the flow of life's goodness a whole lot faster than I used to. But it takes awareness. It takes practice. It takes commitment to surrendering into the depths of emotional chaos with the faith and intention of coming back to joy. Last week I spoke about feeling grief, coming back into the present moment, and the fucking courage it takes to be vulnerable with ourselves. This week I want to speak about how to come back to a state of joy and learning how to practically gauge where we are on our scale of emotions and move back up towards finding our joy. This is my inner truth about life. It is. It simply is. It continues with and without us. It is a constant flow of energy, moving, weaving, dancing, vibrating, and reflecting. Our innermost state is exactly that too. Our souls are energy. I see this deeply in humans. I see the colors of their hearts, the depths of their emotions. They feel palpable to me. It's like when you're walking into a room and you just know two people have had an argument. It's their vibe. It's their energy. Energy never lies. We are all energy. However, we are souls that are embodied into physical bodies, and we have these incredible filters. 
our minds. Our minds give us the lens in which we perceive the world. You see, there is a massive difference between universal truth and human perception. Our thoughts are real. They deeply impact us. They cause physical reactions and emotions. But are they true? Are they completely true? Ask yourself this question next time you're completely identified in a thought. You know those times. Those times when the entire world feels like it's crashing down, and this is the only way to see it, and it's hopeless and you're helpless, and it's a disaster. In those moments, just say, my thoughts are real, my thoughts are real, my thoughts are real. But then gently inquire, but are they completely true? In this space that we are able to come back into the present moment, to be in reality, to feel God meet us. Because life, God, source, the universe, wow, guys, it is omnipresent. It is abundant. It knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. It does not vibe in the realm of time. And so it can bring us everything we desire into this present moment. Because that is the only time that actually exists. The past and the future, they only exist in our minds, in our limits in our beliefs. When we can shift our beliefs, when we can open our minds, or more importantly, surrender our mindsets, then we can begin to welcome in the power of life itself to move us in ways that so far expand the reaches of our own perceptions and understanding. That being said, let's focus on our lenses. We all have them, the way we look at the world, the way we perceive. I chuckle at myself a lot because I am a woman of extremes. I always have been. Not like extreme sports or anything. Trust me, I think sitting on the back of a scooter going at 40 kilometers per hour feels pretty extreme, if I'm honest. <laughs> but... I am either balls deep down the rabbit hole in what I'm doing, feeling and experiencing, or I'm not doing it at all. So for me, I have two primary lenses in which I see the world. My rose-tinted spectacles or my shit goggles. Yes, those are my perceptions. <laughs> now, most people get to see me with my rose-tinted specs on, and trust me when I say I see this world as this light, bright, fluffy, beautifully, orgasmically joyful way. I really do. Like, I really, really do. I sit drinking my tea most mornings, looking out over the sunrise of the volcano and jungle in the distance, and I cry. I cry with deep tears of bliss, gratitude, and love. I see humans as these ever-evolving energies of healing, growth, and depth. I literally kiss flowers when I walk past them, and I'm able to see how death, suicide, grief, and 
all of the hardships I have been through in my life have all been for me to weave me into this healing source of light to our world. My rose-tinted specks are second to none. <laughs> my perception of this life really is divine. And it's my heart and soul to help others see with this lens and learn how to come back to seeing through it when the shit goggles come on. That being said, some days I wake up with my shit goggles on. And my God, it is like something out of a soap opera across horror, drama, tragedy kind of film. Like mix up Mad Max with the Titanic and add in Lassie, you know, the movie with the dog that runs away and nearly dies. And I don't know, maybe throw in the notebook. Everything looks like heartbreak. Like, it's all going wrong, it's not working, food tastes off, my hair annoys me, I'm heightened in my reactions. <sighs> Do you ever get those days? It's like, what the actual fuck, man? Like, nothing is going right, and you're in the middle of this shitstorm of chaos, and it's a nightmare. <sighs> oh, the shit goggle days. <laughs> For me, it can get extremely deep. When the grief of losing my family, home, and life as I once knew it so well hits, I can spiral badly. I find myself lying in bed weeping, feeling so lost, helpless, and alone. When I was younger, I would convince myself I wasn't meant to be here, that no one would ever understand, that joy was something that was fake, I didn't know how to get back and I would swing dramatically between trying to bypass my emotions to fake happiness or just massively falling apart. My go-to coping was to call friends and go drinking and try dance it out. Alcohol was my mask. Sometimes it worked. Other times it ended up being a really, really bad night. Shout out to all my homies who still love me after being with me through a drunk crying episode back in the day. You guys are the real ones. <laughs> As I began my healing journey, I began to ask how. How does one validate one's emotions but still find joy again? How does one shift their mindset? How does one see grief and hopelessness as a tool and steps to find joy and connection? Because let me say this much. The shit goggles are golden. Everything we perceive is within us already. The only way to clean up our inner shit and to heal is to actually see it and give it the time of day to be cleaned up and healed. So NB point here, love your shit goggle days. Go deep. And if you want to know a good way of how to scale up, this is it. In asking for a long time in my healing journey, that was when I began to find the emotional scale. It's something that I want to share with you because it works. It works in a way that allows you to validate your emotions, to feel your feels, to embody and release your trauma, and then to come back in a sober, organic way to being here now. 
for those rose-tinted specks to pop back on and for you to be all rosy and joy-filled again. I learned about the scale through Gabby Brinstein and Abraham Hicks, and I honestly believe everyone should explore it a little bit. It's formally called the Abraham Hicks Emotional Guidance Scale. So, yeah, let's get real. When you're in a negative headspace, you can't just leap into a high-vibe, joy-filled one. Instead, you have to lovingly guide yourself back to joy. Returning to joy is a gentle process that requires small steps up the emotional scale. The lowest emotions are on the bottom of the scale, and the highest emotion, joy, is number one on the scale. This is something I want you to always remember. Your emotions are a direct indicator of how much you are resisting or allowing the flow of life. So ask yourself, when you're having a heavy emotion, how can I love myself? Because what we resist persists and what we surrender flows. So let's go into the scale. The scale goes as follows. Number one, joy, appreciation, empowerment, freedom, love. Number two, passion. Number three, enthusiasm, eagerness, happiness. Number four, positive expectation and belief. Number five, optimism. Six, hopelessness. Seven, contentment. Eight, boredom. Nine, pessimism. Ten, frustration, irritation, or impatience. Eleven, overwhelming. Twelve, disappointments. Thirteen, doubts. Fourteen, worries. Fifteen, blame. Sixteen, discouragement. Seventeen, anger. Eighteen, revenge. Nineteen, hatred and rage. Twenty, jealousy. 21, insecurity, guilt, and unworthiness. And the lowest one on the scale, 22, fear, grief, desperation, despair, and powerlessness. I remember first reading this and being like, oh my God. So when I go from being super sad to kind of bored, that's a good thing. Like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get so overdramatic and emotional that I just finally end up getting bored with myself. Like, I'm pooped, <laughs> pooperoonied by my own emotional states. My mind and energy body just cannot take one more shout, rant, or tear. I sort of lie in a heap, and then I look around to see if the world is still turning. It always is. <sighs> I take a breath and I just hop up and carry on with my day. <laughs> Guys, yes, if this happens to you, you're scaling up. I've also found knowing the scale is a total asset when communicating my emotions. I tend to always phone poor Michael when I'm in a state of total despair. So that's the lowest vibe that we can be on the scale. And very often, I find myself blaming my childhood and very often his parenting for my current state. 
Now, for him previously, it was like, uh, wait, no. But now he knows better. He knows I'm scaling up the scale. I'm not actually blaming him, but the emotion needs to move so that I can move up the scale. Sometimes I hit rage and then anger. Very often I begin to laugh my head off after a while at how angry I get. But I need the space. And you know, when other humans understand the scale and how you're scaling up, they can give you the space and not take it so personally. And you can do the same for others. When I have a client who is on a low vibe on the scale and they begin to shift as we talk and process, I'm able to detach my own emotions from theirs and allow them to go through the motions of their emotions. There is so much power in allowing, in accepting and holding space. In that spaciousness, the emotions can shift and we can scale up. To help you shift up, there is a magical method used called the choose again method. Thanks to our woman Gabby, there are steps in which we can use to help us with this. So when approaching these scales, start with step one. Notice the thought. Begin by recognizing you're out of alignment with your inner peace and joy. Notice when you're feeling joy and when you're not, when you're in your fear-based thinking. And then ask yourself, how do I feel right now? And then be grateful for those thoughts and feelings because they are guiding you towards knowing what you need to do and what you do not want in your life. NB. Shit goggles are golden. Love the shit goggles. Step two, forgive yourself for being out of alignment. Guys, forgiveness, such a powerful tool in surrender. Celebrate that you've noticed you're out of alignment and you want to shift back to joy. Thank your negative thoughts and feelings for showing you what you don't want and revealing to you what you do want. We can choose to be the victims of the world we see, or we can choose to see the different and difficult feelings and situations as catalysts for our change and healing. Mm, Let that sink. (laughs) Step three, choose again. Ask yourself, what is the best feeling and thought that I can find right now? Go onto the scale and see what emotion you're currently feeling and choose one that is just above it. Don't try radically scale up. Just see something that's a little bit above where you are on the scale. And then invite the universe, God, source, life to guide you towards that thought. I have found prayer is the bridge between longing and belonging. It takes the longing of our hearts to feel joy and peace and happiness, and it gives it belonging in our present moment. It allows us to express and validate our fears, but call into being our desires. This prayer always helps me bridge and space up the scale. I just say, thank you, universe, 
for guiding my thoughts towards good feelings and emotions. I want to feel better. Please help me. As you work with the scale, this is of utmost importance. Choose a thought that you believe in. If there are any doubts in what you're choosing to think or or what you want to feel, then your energy won't back up with the prayer. The universe always hears your prayers, but your energy needs to back it up for the universe to come into alignment with you and support you in your prayer. Have a willingness to need help. And then you need to open yourself to receive guidance. If you're feeling anger and you can't seem to move past it, babe, be angry. (laughs) Like, it will pass. Embody your emotions. When you're on that scale, let them teach you deeply about yourself. I paint, scream into a pillow, journal, express, cry, dance, self-pleasure, shake my body. I do a lot to allow my mind to be opened, my body to feel felt and expressed, and my emotions to be validated as I heal. We are not on this planet to play small, to repress our emotions, or to spiritually bypass the feelings of being humans. We are here to energetically elevate and raise consciousness. We do this by understanding our emotions, embodying them, holding space, and allowing ourselves to organically scale back up to our state of joy. Mm. Do you feel me? That's authentic healing. To end off this little podcast, I want to read a quote by my favorite author and beloved mentor, Echad Tule. If you're focusing on a negative past experience, you can choose to recognize that the experience is no longer happening now. The moment you choose to focus on the safety and security of the present moment, the past can dissolve. Recognize your emotions and allow them. They are your teachers. But then come back. Feel your body. Let your body move those emotions. Be present in this moment. All we have is now. Let God meet you here, hold you, guide you, comfort you. We are self-healers healing. We are souls in bodies with minds. Let's allow for all of our parts to take up space as we dance with life and come back into our bliss. Happy healing, my loves. I love you. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to rediscovering you. And I am so, so proud of you. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any. If you're feeling that, oh my God, M, yes, I am so ready to rediscover myself and fall back in love with life, then babe, let's do this thing called life together. Head over to my website, mswain.com, and book an appointment to begin your juicy, beautiful journey of rediscovery today. And then come over and join my ever-growing community on Instagram by following me at at mswain underscore coaching. I can't wait to connect. Until then, chat soon.